episode of podcast by default today we kind of have like a smaller group of speakers because everybody was kind of busy so right now it's just me and Kim Kim. and Chris you guys introduce yourselves actually (laughs) it's your girl Kim hello and it's me Chris I can introduce myself I'm a big person I'm a I'm a big boy one day we should just we should one day we should do the introductions from um the Bring It On movie. <laughs> what do you mean? The the you, you Angie, you know what I'm talking about? No. The what was the launch? The watch it. It's either it's, I, either we do the white um white girl version, we do the Solange and her friends version, where they're like they're basically cheering. Oh yeah. Shabuya roll call. My name is Kim. Do oh my god, what I say my name? But anyway, <laughs> just jokes. Anyway, it's okay. Just show this afterwards, and then we'll see if we can do it next time. I would love to see Chris do that. I would hear Chris do that. You want to hear me cheer? Yes. <laughs> so today's topic is kind of strength. And just generally what we think about it, how it affects us in our everyday lives, role models, like different stories we have. Um, and I think it's pretty, I think that it'd be good if we started off by kind of talking about what is strength, <laughs> like a textbook definition of it. Off the top of your head, what do you think strength is? Well, for me, I think strength really comes down to what type of strength you're really talking about because there are different types of strength like there's emotional strength and intellectual strength like actual physical strength and for each different type of strength there's different type of values and virtues that go into them um let's say let's just get the physical strength out of the way Physical strength just measures how strong you are, how how you can jump, how far you can jump, how much you can lift, yada, yada, yada. Everyone knows that basic definition of strength. But emotional strength, the way I see it is, it's more how in tune you are with your emotions. And it's not like how, how well you can block your emotions out or how well you can keep them in control or how well you can feel them. It's more of, you know, you feel your emotions and you can react well to your emotions yeah i think what we're going to be discussing more of today is um emotional strength in particular mm-hmm. like physical strength is like a whole different topic i think it's more like a an exercise topic you know like a health thing you know we already did yeah. the sports podcast so yeah we already yeah. kind of did go into that one and so we kind of like, concluded that we're all kind of weak in that minus chris <laughs> oh, by the way, again, we're in quarantine and we're social distancing, so there will be glitches and just a few little things, so please bear with it. Yeah, that's why these past 10 podcasts have been um, techno. Hopefully, um, 
when like there are some restrictions that are lifted we could probably do a couple episodes like in my backyard or something like we'll figure things out but we'll go now, to the we'll go to the woods for you guys <laughs> yeah yo it's hot outside i don't want to i don't want to be outside don't worry we'll do it like near sundown it'll be cool you know what once the- quarantine ends we're gonna test our physical strength by going for a hike oh i, I love, love going hiking. on hikes i love hikes yes burn them calories and we get a podcast in i call them adventures i call them adventures too oh my god hey they're adventures because you really don't know what you're gonna find um the last time i went on a hike i found like a really good pair of wires what yeah wires yeah someone just dropped them like in the middle of the road and i just picked them up like hey one man's Mm -hmm. garbage another man's treasure no why not I guess that's a form of strength too. Being able to go on hikes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, to me, I think strength is. Yeah, like emotional strength is like the ability to, I guess, acknowledge that you're allowed to have emotions, but not let those emotions, uh, say, destroy you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know exactly what you mean because um, last year I read the book Everything is Fucked by Mark Manson and in there he actually does describe the whole emotional side and logical side of each person. He describes it perfectly. So I might butcher butcher this because it's been a while since I read the book, but um, basically... Each person has two sides of the brain, and it's not your basic left side, right side. One's crazy, and the other one's smart and whatever. The way he describes it is, one is the emotional side of the brain, and the other one is the logical side of the brain. So the emotional side of the brain is basically the driver, because humans are emotional-driven creatures, right? Everything we do and everything that happens to us gets a... Uh, an emotional reaction out of us and the in the passenger seat there's the logical logical side of the brain which is basically the one who's trying to navigate the the driver to going to the right places and following all the all the rules and uh, there there's a few problems that can happen when you ignore one side of the brain and it can be both uh, ignoring the emotional side of the brain and the logical side of the brain. So what happens when the emotional side of the brain completely ignores the logical side of the brain? People go ballistic. Mm-hmm. And we see it more and more uh, nowadays because now people are having a much more comfortable life than, let's say, 200 years ago where people were just uh, mainly focusing on survival, Right. And what happens when you ignore the logical side of the brain is, again, you go ballistic and you don't listen to reason and the driver, uh, the the car just uh, spins out, out of your lane and it crashes into other people's cars and basically just crashes and burns. You know what this kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, Freud's idea of the id the ego and the super ego. It's I've heard about vaguely it. Vaguely familiar. 
So um, does the general gist is that the super ego? Well, it's not exactly the same, but it's like similar. Super ego is like the part of your brain that listens to all the rules. Your id is like everything that you want, like your instincts. Like you want like food, you want sex, you want like all sorts of things. And then your ego is what kind of like tries to mediate between the two. Like this analogy is kind of like. If the super ego was your logical side and your it was like your emotional side, which it kind of is, you know. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but not exactly. I think yours is more concise as to our uh, purposes for today. <laughs> Kim, what do you think of strength? See, I don't know. I think because sometimes when you when you think of things like strength and stuff, you kind of think of, I guess, things that you've been through or things that. You know, kind of like how you seen strength yourself, and I don't know. I think I've always had mixed feelings when it comes to strength, like what I would define it as. I think everyone's so different. I don't know. I think strength is something that's like. I'm so sorry. There was a distraction there trying to tell me that it's something else, but the distraction is I'm not listening to the distraction. No, I'm. I think to me, emotional strength almost is like. Yeah, I kind of. I don't know exactly how I would describe. It. I think in my mind, like at least through my own experiences or whatever, I think I've just noticed some people like how they handle it. And I don't know. I think strength is something that's really versatile. Something very, I don't know, definitive. Like whoever's, I guess it depends on the person. You know how they show it. Show it. I, just, I guess it would be like how would how would I define? It? I'm just rambling right now, so I would just say ignore me. But um, I think it's just because something I haven't really fully discovered yet. So it's like for me to be able to define it or what I would think it of it as. I'm not able to like figure it out, but I think it's almost like I'm gonna get back to you on that one. That's okay. Maybe yeah. uh, what would help in defining strength would be uh, like some virtues and uh, values that are part of a strong personality. So what like, what do we think are some values and virtues and ideas that are strong or make a person strong? I feel like ignoring issues is not a strong trait it's like something that a lot of people kind of do just to avoid facing it and i think that being able to face something that is difficult for you is where the strength really lies you know like a lot of people if people would ignore their emotions for example but like sometimes you just need to face them talk about them feel them as well and then you'll be able to move past it and i think that moving past it is also kind of important in emotional strength i entirely agree because uh, everyone's gone through emotional parts in their life uh some again some more tragic than others and but we've all gone through it we've all gone through the entire process of something happening in our lives and trying to pick up the pieces and continuing uh, with our lives. And I think the process of just picking up the pieces is in itself something that makes some uh, someone strong because uh, I remember, I don't re- remember exactly what happened, but I do remember saying um, a strong person is uh, someone who gets up and continues moving forward because once you mm-hmm. stop moving forward the world's just gonna leave you behind yeah it's true i, I feel like um one of the hardest things to do like you said picking up the pieces 
is to like just keep going you know mm-hmm. and like it's so easy to give up and i feel like to be strong you can't give up on yourself you know like it's okay I, f- I feel like depending on the situation yeah i get it if you have to give up on someone else especially if they're being like toxic mm-hmm. but never ever giving up on yourself i think is a really strong trait um also knowing what to cut out of your life is pretty strong too because it's hard to just like take that thing and isolate it and be like is this good for me you know mm. And a strong person is not necessarily like the perfect person. Everyone does have no. uh, like imperfect qualities about them. And as long as I, I think Kim said this in the previous podcast, um, as long as you don't let that uh, negative trait uh, take a hold of you and just. Um, yeah, pretty much everyone has toxic traits. Everybody has everyone has things that make them, you know, not perfect and everyone has toxic traits and everybody has things that obviously make them not perfect but it's how you let that stuff define you like some people might be i don't know what's up what would you guys call a toxic trait just as an example uh let's let's say angela's procrastination um by uh, trying to ignore, uh, ignore the issues in your life Oof. in her life or somebody else's life uh, in just a person's life um well, yeah, like, you could say that's a toxic trait, you know, tends to, like, procrastinate and stuff like that. But how do you do like that, like, every single thing? You pre- if, like, okay, let's just say, Chris, I don't know, you fell down the stairs and you need her help and she procrastinates. She's like, yeah, I'll leave it five minutes, ten minutes. Bad example, but, you know, that type of procrastination, if you let that become a part of you and you let that, you're going to be hella toxic. People will not want to be around you. So it's like, when you let these types of take over who you are, then that's when it becomes extremely tough. But like every, say that no one has, I'm not saying toxic trait, I'm not trying to like romanticize toxic trait. That's by far what I'm trying to do. Well, I'm trying to let it know, make it known because so many people believe that like, oh, in this world, everyone has, you can't do this, you can't do that. But no one in this world is perfect. The people who think that they're perfect are, are by far from perfect. I think being aware of your own shortcomings mm. is also pretty strange pretty strong like kim said you know knowing that you're not perfect it's a pretty big like, i mean okay i don't know i don't know how to put this into words but like have you ever met someone that is so unaware of like how like someone who's like straight up narcissistic you know? yes yes and it's like a hundred percent i'll touch on this later on like in the second half yeah. but like yes <laughs> Yeah, it's like they don't see the flaws in themselves and they think that they're so perfect. They think that they're strong, but I think the most humble people are the people that are strong. Like, mm. It's okay to know that you're strong, but like, like real strong people don't need to brag about it, you know? Like, they don't need the attention. They're just. Cannot do it. And people out here or like i'm the strongest you don't know oh my god i'm so strong like i am literally so humble i need just to help humble people need to be strong that, that's just annoying or like people who are like um oh i was i've been depressed for so long but now i'm okay and i'm fine and like 
I don't know why you're not like you're not bit like you're not better than someone because you've been past difficult time in your life you know I've definitely had my uh, experiences with people like that those are the people who rewind back to my previous point you need to know you have to cut off but Let's yeah. call those people the faux strong. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's really what they are. They they think they're strong, but they're actually, but, uh, saying that they're that strong and that they're uh, better than you because they're that strong, that just mm-hmm. makes them a weaker person. And I mean, like disclaimer, I don't necessarily uh, think that I'm a the strongest of people. I have a lot to work on, especially like when it comes to handling the emotions. Um, but it, it does help having like an idea of what I think strength is, because then you kind of have an ideal to work towards, you know? Mm-hmm. And I can, I can also agree with that myself, because I do consider myself a strong person, especially considering my upbringings um i was uh, raised by a single mother in ecuador which is a very uh, machismo country mm-hmm. especially back in the day so i did have to be uh, so i did have to become a strong individual ever since a young age and then uh i also had to stand up for myself in school because i was an immigrant and my teacher really didn't like me <laughs> I don't understand why, but yeah, no, uh, she, she didn't explain anything to me. Like, don't I feel that? Jeez. Schoolmates like had to explain to me that we had a project that was due the next day. My oh teacher my never took the initiative to make myself, uh, to make. Did I just forget English? Oh wait, hold up a second. <laughs> Your immigrant is showing. My immigrant is showing. <laughs> Yo, but like, I had the same thing. Like, when I was like, when I was in JKSK first, like, freshly landed onto Canadian soil. And like, my JK teacher absolutely hated me. Like, I don't understand why she was such, she was just mean, you know? Like, it was like she had a short temper with me. She didn't try to help me understand things. Like she was straight up mean to me. I don't even know why. Like I was just a kid. I'm gonna be honest with you though. From what I noticed, at least from the school that we went to, some of the teachers were not good at helping in general. Yeah, that's true. Like mm-hmm. to this day, I, I still believe. I didn't really experience much of the racism from the teachers. <laughs> I wouldn't call it racism. Yeah, it's racism. <laughs> no, call, call, let's call the Karens out. They were racist. <laughs> Some of them were. But yeah, like, I didn't really get that when I moved to that school. But like, in JKSK, it was really bad. Like, I couldn't speak English. Crying all the time. Because I would just... It's frustrating. Out, you know? It was just, like, exhausting. So yeah, I can definitely relate to that. But yeah, uh, going back to what I was saying, I do consider mm-hmm. myself a strong person because of my past. But I also know that I have a lot of things to work on. And I do have, let's say, negative traits that I don't find that I need to change. For example, um, a lot of people would uh, consider uh, someone who's quickly irritated 
like a, a worse person than someone who isn't but I find my easily irritation <laughs> uh, just kind of short temper <laughs> uh, yeah my kind of short temper just a part of who I am and I'm proud of it but mm. I do have issues for example uh, whenever someone lets me down uh, my immediate reaction is to try and just burn that bridge to the ground no matter mm. who I burn along the way but I mm. stop myself <laughs> you mean like cutting people off more than that it's just, like cutting people off never want to see you again I hope you die type um, of thing. I came across this on, on Tumblr post and I'm a Scorpio and what the Tumblr post said is don't mess with the Scorpio because you'll get the stinger what I would do is burn the bridge and I'll also give you the stinger mm, so in conclusion guys don't mess with him <laughs> don't mess with me because you'll get the stinger but you'll actually don't because I hold myself back see like I feel like I don't I have the complete opposite problem because no matter what I want to fix the relationship like I give a lot of chances to people and I don't always know when to cut off that person keep going back to that one point <laughs> strength is being able to know what to just control yourself it, you know just gotta like the word I'm looking for self-awareness it's not only self-awareness I would say that it's like being mm, don't look at everyone with rose-colored lenses let's, let's say it like that because like I try to see the good in people not to make myself sound like oh, I fucking hate it when people are like oh I try to see the good in people and I give too many chat and I have such a big heart like <laughs> I don't I hate it just hate it but generally speaking, I do try to forgive people for whatever. Because I'd, I'd rather, I'm so non-confrontational. And I just, I'd rather, like, do that. And it just breaks my heart when, like, I can't salvage a relationship. But it's like, sometimes you just gotta let it go. Or, like, take it down a notch, you know? Like, you know, you just need to know when space is needed. How are we friends? We're... We're the complete opposite. <laughs> you give yeah, people too many chances. I just give people one chance and just burn them down. Yeah, I'm I'm right in between though. It's like I'll give the person chances, but but I don't give them as much. I just tend to like get bored, and I'll be like, mm -hmm. I'm tired of this, tired of this shit. Stop bothering me. And like I kind of just like every time there's a some sort of confrontational thing, and the person's acting up, and I can see that there's like. Something my mind feels like. I'm sorry, guys. Our plumbing is not working. It's just the, the toilet, like the toilet in the sink, is making too many noises. Just if you guys hear like water sounds. I thought we were already on an ad break, but I guess we're not. <laughs> sorry, give me one second. Um, the plumbing in this house is really like crap. I think there's a zombie in this damn house. Those damn okay. zombies. I don't know what that is. Uh, remember Ooh. from our campfire stories podcast uh zombies were, ba were basically just paranormal beings yes yes good to know take a listen to that if you haven't already it's such it's a fun good. podcast yeah correction zombies are like little demon looking um things or demon acting things yeah ghosts I sleep for like a week nuisances <laughs> nuisances <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs>
<laughs> so every time I call my sister a nuisance, she's a zombie. Yeah, pretty much just call. No, I just made up the nuisances part, but there's definitely one um acting really rude right now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like I was saying about what was I talking about? About yes, cutting people off. I always have the urge to cut off people who piss me off too much. Because I'm like, never, never, I'm not in the mood to deal with bullshit. My, like, my life is way too short to be dealing with people's bullshit. And I'm literally not in the... Yeah, right now. Sorry. I hate this damn toilet right now. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm right in between. I'll give people chances, but I, I swear to God, if you piss me off too much, I will literally just not be in the mood to deal with it i probably will like, try to cut people off but i'll be like no i'm just gonna give them chances but slowly every single chance i give you i'm like more and more distant so mm -hmm. suddenly i'm just gonna cut it off but yeah that's pretty much my take on that so basically mm -hmm. let's look at this in the glass kind of situation with angela the glass is always full with cam she just takes a sip of the water in the glass until it's empty with me i chuck i just chuck the glass at you Sounds about right, except I love drinking water, which is exactly what you should be doing during our break. <laughs> <laughs> which I guess is now. Because I really gotta pee. Alright, see you in like a few seconds. See you after the break. Do you know what makes a person strong? Drinking water. After all, you can't be strong if you're dead. Therefore, do yourself a favor and drink water. This podcast has been brought to you by water. So refreshing. And welcome back to our spring podcast. You didn't see it, but I just did a sick dance move <laughs> to assert my dominance. Anyway, so we're going to continue talking about fun things such as strength. And the individual person and stories on how we've grown and kind of like role models for ourselves or people that may not have exhibited such good strength you know mm. so who wants to start i'll let you guys take the first shot at that i mean i could <laughs> sorry <laughs> i mean i could start with a recent example of me learning to be strong i guess Mm -hmm. Or me dealing with a person who wasn't as, as strong as they thought they were. <sighs> mm -hmm. You can say, you can hear me just starting to anger up. <laughs> I think you should start with the other person and then yourself. Okay. So just to get the anger out of the system. Let's Part of talk about. Feel. <laughs> let's talk about my ex. Oh, <laughs> oh, we're getting juicy now. Okay, go, go for it. Let's okay, go. so, while I was in a relationship with her, she seemed, like, completely fine. There were no red flags. But after we broke up, I noticed the gaslighting. There was so mm -hmm. much fucking gaslighting that... And, like... <sighs> I'm happy I did go into the relationship because... It did help me become like a more emotionally mature person. I grew emotionally because I, it was my first romantic relationship, right? Mm -hmm. 
and the way she took it was she took my emotional immaturity and whenever I didn't do something she liked she tried to twist she tried to gaslight me into seeing it her way right mm -hmm. and a clear example of this is uh, when we did break up mm -hmm. oh, I gosh. so the day of the breakup I let's see how did it go so I did try to break up and again I was going through a rough patch of my life and I really wanted to just be alone and not have mm -hmm. to worry about taking care of uh, her in the relationship right because mm -hmm. when you are in a relationship you have to take care of yourself and take up take care of your partner mm -hmm. so I couldn't uh, really do that because I did want to pick up my own pieces and see where I stood, right? Yeah, and it's very mature of you to do. And I knew that I did grow emotionally a lot. Uh, you guys told me, other friends told me. Mm -hmm. And so in the breakup, I did explain my point of view and why I want to break up and why I want to be alone. Uh, and just uh, be backed up by my friends who I've known for like seven years now, right? Mm -hmm. And <laughs> she said, are you sure you're not self-sabotaging? Now, you guys don't know me, but my friends know me and I would be the last person to self-sabotage, right? Yeah, you're, you're very self-aware. Mm-hmm. So like, I realized that re uh, like recently that that was just the gas the, the final gaslighting at that point mm -hmm. and at that moment i didn't really understand it and if i didn't grow so much emotionally throughout that relationship then i would have just gone back into the relationship what would have been bad for me it would have been it would have become a much toxic relationship mm -hmm. so yeah that's my example one of my many examples i remember my first time like kind of meeting her and like the entire time i was like, trying very hard to like you know like be nice mm. and, like we were playing we were playing games like we were playing jackbox and she was just like kind of annoying <laughs> and she was like super super like proud of herself and it was it was like i don't know i remember like basically generally speaking i've only really talked to her once and the one time that i talked to her i was like uh is this person a good person but of course i didn't say anything because i didn't really interact with you guys like as a unit together mm. so i wouldn't know how you guys are like with each other but no clearly we know <laughs> <laughs> no clearly nature. everyone knows because i it did, it did take a, uh, me like a while to uh, many months to uh break down every aspect of that relationship and just pick out the parts where it did, it was wrong it does take a lot out of you though to like identify that especially in a romantic relationship mm. it's really tough to like just be able to say hey like this is not working out for us anymore <laughs> especially when it's your first 
and you don't have much that ex uh, that much experience in romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I'm older, I want my children to have romantic relationships. Like a lot of people are like, like how my no own parents, they're like no dating till you're 38, yeah. no dating till after you're married. Yeah. Nah, you have to grow as a person. You have to become a strong yeah. emotional person to be able to and find the one. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, um, sure, it may get in the way of your studies, but like, I feel like it's one of those things that's like, how do I even word this? If you don't experience it for yourself, you're not going to learn it. Like, you mm -hmm. can listen to everybody's advice about it. You could just, but unless you've gone out, you've met different people and you've had that experience, there's no way that you're going to be, be able to know for yourself these are the traits I'm looking for, these are the traits that I'm not, you know? Yes. Yeah. You gotta try a whole a lot of food before you know which one's your favorite. Yeah, exactly. And Even I just as parents, if you are not supportive, all you're doing is pushing your kid away because it's like you're first of all pushing your kid away you're also like not helping them grow and also like you yourself are not accepting the fact that they are capable of moving forward with their lives in this new space totally mm. unrelated to strength but um, i just want to get it off my chest kim do you have any stories about people that may be strong or like how you've grown yourself um, I mean, I definitely don't think I have the same types of experiences as, like, what Chris was describing, but I feel like, I feel like growing in strength for me, I think just being around some people that, like, bring the good and the bad and you kind of help make you stronger or you kind of going through your own little, like, like, okay, my family, for example, and I mean, like, my aunts, uncles, cousins, all that kind of stuff, um, I mean, there's some that I'm close with, some that I'm not. And there's some that I definitely have, like, a rocky relationship. And a lot of the rockiness comes from really, like, you know, my own, like, the inner issues with family. I don't personally have any issues with anybody. But, like, kind of recognizing what's toxic, what's not what you want to be around, what you don't. But, like, at one point, I was, like, so, like, used to putting up, like, oh, yeah, they're right, they're your family, they care about you. But, like, and this is not to say I went through anything traumatic, but it's almost like, what I mean by, like, growing, I think... You know, like, almost, like, norms that I used to see was, like, oh, yeah, that's so normal for your family. And then you realize, no, bitch, this is not normal. Like, your family never talking or your family never thing. It kind of, the way I've grown and the strength that I've developed is I, sometimes as much as I crave it, I don't need to have, oh, all this family love around me. I don't need to have, oh, this perfect uncle or, like, these uncles who are, who are supportive or aunts who are supportive. I don't need that in my life. I need to get, in, get somewhere. At one point, I was genuinely believing that, like, if I don't have help from like cousins or family members, that kind of stuff, you know, I'm I'm not gonna get far. I'm not gonna get these connections. I have my mom. I have my dad. I have my sister. I have my I have family. Like my close, close, close family, support me enough. I don't need the outside support of like aunts and uncles who really don't give one shit about my well being. And the only reason I feel like that's made me grow is that at one point I was so envious of like, you know, like especially like in grade twelve. This is where I felt it the most where I didn't know what I want to do in my life. I still don't know what I, what I want to do in my life. I'm only 20. I, I don't have an idea. But um, one of my family friends, she's the same age as me. Her family's huge and all of them are so close. She had her cousins and stuff kind of help her and help guide her. And from that, she was able to be more comfortable. But grade 12 for me was just a bunch of 
emotional breakdowns because I had no idea what I wanted to do and I was stressing on do I do something I don't want to do that's going to be making family proud and that's going to be you know following in family's footsteps or do I still do something I want to do something I don't care what everybody else is around me and it was a lot of that and I was so envious of my friend who had all the support behind her and I was so envious like oh people who can like guide you people you're close with and sometimes I still envy that sometimes I still did any of that record Yes, we're all recording everything. Okay, no, no, I just wanted to know if you could... I feel like I won't put my mic shut off. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, I know at one point I was so, like, invested. Like, I need to have that, I need to have... And it made me feel, like, not broken, but it made me feel like I was missing out on something. And I don't know, I just feel like... It feels like it's not really relevant, but I feel like not having that and realizing that... I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm doing the best in my life right now, because I really... I'm, but knowing that... I'm, you know, figuring out this whole education. Like, university is not easy to figure out, especially if you're a first generation. Mm. And you don't mm. even have the outside help of, like, family, you know? Or you don't have outside help of people who know it. The fact that I'm doing pretty all right, even though I'm, like, still not too sure where I want to go with my degree, the fact that I'm doing all right, I was able to figure it out up until this point. You know what I mean? The mm. fact that I can figure this out up until now by myself is kind of rewarding i feel that's made me stronger because i've stopped depending on like asking i know at one point i used to ask some family members used to ask around I, at one point i wanted to have my dad like my uncle if he can like give me advice because his daughters went through it but i'm like why the fuck do i need that like what's that gonna do for mm -hmm. me at the end of the day these people if they, i'm not saying that they need to reach out and come on give me help. but the fact that they knew and I, I have a cousin on my dad's side who's my age okay so it's not like anybody knows that like oh they don't know i'm going to Oh, I was in grade 12 going to high school. No one offered me advice. Nobody offered to help me. They just said, oh, you're going to go on undecided a major? Okay, well, that's fine, I guess. Oh, you don't know what you want to do? I guess that's fine. And a part of me really took that on. Like, why don't even... Like, I know... So, quick side note. About a year ago, my cousin got married. And I got completely shattered. Like, not shattered, wasted at that damn wedding. Came home and thought, wow, for once I really had a family. Like, uncles, aunts, because we, everyone had such time. And I think back to that, I'm like, that's kind of sad. And why did I feel the need to even, like, say that? Because at this point, it's like, I'm doing fine without them. To be honest with you, I'm happy that not every single one of them in my life. But I do kind of wish I had a better relationship with my cousins, but I'm not going to let that weigh me down. I think I've grown in strength where I'm able to, like, fend for myself in certain ways. I'm able to stop giving a fuck about what they're doing because I know damn well that what these people tell you. And another thing, I'm so sorry I'm taking so long with this. But so many people, I'm, I come from a brown family, all right, um, we're West Indian, and just to say, I swear to God, there's so much competitiveness and there's so much like comparing of children in brown families. I don't understand why. I think it's so stupid. And that shit alone, learning to grow from the fact that I don't need to be what somebody else's kids are, that alone, it's just a bunch of combination, like my own story of like strength. And it's not saying I'm a strong person, like I still... I can't even define strength. There's just too much of it. I think it's so different for everybody. And I just feel like there's, there's just much that contributes towards what someone's strength is. And I think right now to where I am right now, like what I would call my type of strength or how I've gotten strong within the past years is I've learned myself. I don't need these people around me to care about my being in order to do some things for myself. I don't need to go to my cousin. Oh, what do I do next? Because I was able to figure that out myself, even though I don't fully know yet. I'm still able to figure out something for myself. I don't need to be comparing myself to my cousin because I know damn well that what her mom 
bragging to me about. I want my my family's comparing me to them about. Yeah, all I know is right now that shit. I don't need that in my life, and I swear, just like I don't know, I just come all brown things. So I was able to grow. That's very very. That's basically what my strength has come from is just learning that like I, even though comparing yourself is, you know, not comparing yourself is hard. You, I don't need to, like define my actions based on what people compare me to because at the end of the day, that's what they want to compare me to. Ah, that's not me. That person over there, that's not me. that's I'm myself. That's how I've grown, I've grown to fend for myself in certain ways, and I've grown to like accept myself in certain ways. Still have a lot more growing to do, a lot more strength to gain, but like that's pretty much how I've grown in strength. Damn, I'm actually yeah, honestly really proud of you for having grown so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You know, I it's even... like, nothing's wrong with asking for help, but if the people are just being toxic and just, like, they're not even really helping, then what's the point? Yeah, just do do your own thing, girl. There's just too many spiteful people around. I just, like, I don't want to, and I'm, again, not to, like, go into another deep round, but, like, it's just, I think I've, I've also become something, like, I'm just afraid of rejection. So I think my own fear of rejection has put me to, like, not even want to ask people for their help. So I would rather get it done myself, and uh, in a way that's also driven me to be strong. Might be that's fair. Good and bad, but you know. I mean, I feel like it's okay to ask for help. Definitely, one hundred thousand percent. But like, mm. ask it from people that you know are gonna be helpful. And in that case, it doesn't sound like they're trying to be helpful. Oh yeah, definitely. I can, uh, I can agree with the whole learn to fend for yourself and be strong for yourself because again my upbringing I did have to basically just fend for myself because there were so many people just I would call them vultures just trying to just pick at pieces at you to try to make you crumble and where was I going with this (laughs) I'm sorry just I'm honestly so tired it's been a long day for me and just thoughts just escape my mind completely that's and what happened to me just now too i just started talking i had no idea what was saying half the time oh yeah and i was gonna say the way i see myself is at least my walls i see them like a fortress because i don't like mm-hmm. asking for help and I, even when i myself i'm going through stuff i i tell you guys oh i'm going through this but i don't really ask for help um, I just tell you, I'm going through this. If you see me distance myself, it's because of this reason. I don't. Mm-hmm. I like working on myself, and I don't like it when people just go out of their way to try to help me. It just it it pisses me off for some reason. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Angela, it's your turn to share. Oh, my turn to share. I don't really think that I'm. A very strong person. I don't know if that's me being humble or if it's just me feeling like there's always something better. But in my head, um, I'm not exactly where I want to be, but I'm definitely in a good place. When it comes to emotional strength, um, I think the model that I've always had for strength has always been my parents. They, they came to Canada like over 20 years ago <laughs> no 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 that's a lie 15 years ago i came here when i was like five ish four ish and um 
obviously like when you're young and you're impressionable like they're your number ones you know mm. they never talked to me about like it was like weird it was like sometimes my mom would tell me talk to me about her feelings sometimes she wouldn't and usually she does talk about her feelings it's not regarding my relationship with her it's usually someone else that she's complaining about at work or whatever um, some other reason that she's stressed, but any time that it came to our relationship together, she kind of just kind of, I'm the parent, just listen to me, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like, yeah, and I feel like, um, part of the reason why I don't feel fully emotionally strong is because I haven't evolved or fixed, I guess, my relationship with my mom, like my parents, like we've been arguing a lot lately and there's been a lot of tension, kind of, and I feel like any time that like the specific topic gets brought up, it just gets brushed to the side, if it's me that brings it up, you know, and it's like, I feel like that's their flaw, it's like they they don't want to confront it. They just want to ignore it and hope that it goes away. But it's not going to go away. Like, for kind of background, it's basically, it's like one of the, it's an issue of them not being able to accept the fact that I'm an adult. You know, I'm going to make my own decisions about some things. And there are some parts of my life that they're not going to be inserted in or going to have any power over whether or not I do something. Like, they can't control my relationships with other people, for example. They can't control who I'm friends with. They have to kind of get that, you know? Like, I'm not a kid. You can't just see someone be like, they're a bad influence, and then expect me to cut them off just because you think so, and it doesn't line up with your values. It's, It's just, like, issues involving, like, clashing values and clashing ideals and of course all sorts of people experience it especially people who grew grow up in totally different places where their parents did totally new culture and um i just feel like i've always felt like it was one of those keep it to yourself things or else you're gonna be weak you know like Mm. i'm always told you can come to us for anything but if i'm being emotional about something their emotional back or if I'm being emotional about something and I need like someone to lean on I don't want to lean on you if you're just gonna go worst case scenario and tell me to cut off this person or do this or do that like just listen to me sometimes don't give me an opinion and also at the same time it's like one really big thing that I have been working on is being able to feel my emotions and then let them go. Like, I can't bottle it up. Like, I'm incapable of bottling up my emotions because it just overflows, you know? Because it's like, I just get like, kind of, kind of like a, a pop bottle, you know? Like, if you shake it, and then it's full of carbonation. Once you open it, you, it bursts, right? Mm. 
like for me i'm i'm that pop bottle whenever i'm feeling a lot of emotions and it's like i want to talk about it but the thing with me is that i'll be crying and then i'll look like i don't have it all together but my mind is working properly like totally fine like i'm being mature with my words and what frustrates me is what I'm treated like a child because I'm crying even though I'm the one that's making more sense than you are, you know? Oh yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm trying to be mature and I'm like, okay, I understand where you're going with this, but this is my point, this is my point, this is my point. And just because my eyes are swollen doesn't mean that my brain isn't working, you know? And it's also, it's just like, for me, I'll feel truly strong when I'm able to like not show that emotion when I'm feeling it but that's just something that I right now I just have to deal with and I'm just kind of working on you know it's hard for me to contain it but I always feel better after I let it out you know Mm. it's difficult to hold an argument slash even general discussion because you're not taken seriously you know but yeah, um, that's definitely something I have to work on in terms of strength. I don't even really know if that's a bad thing. The fact that like sometimes, it's not even all the time, sometimes I look incoherent even though I'm perfectly coherent, you know? That's probably one of my biggest shortcomings when it comes to strength. Too long, don't listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I grew up trying to bottle in my emotions and now I'm trying to allow myself to feel it without over expressing it. It's like finding that balance, you know? Mm-hmm. Finding that sweet middle spot. Yeah. I think right I said something I stopped bottling my emotions up. See, like I had to tell my mom this just today, like you can't bottle your emotions up and then let it out on the next person that pisses you off, you know? Mm, definitely. I told her, if you have an issue with anybody, just talk to me, but don't get mad, because I'm a person. It's it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm a person, even if I'm your child, I also deserve some respect, and I hate feeling like you don't take me seriously just because I want to talk about my feelings in an open, safe environment, you know? like. I want to be able to bring up what's bothering me without you telling me I'm overreacting, you know? But that's just how it is. That's why these days I'm doing confrontations via text. These days I'm doing conversations via text. That's why I moved my flight so late to go back home. Like, it's really putting a strain on our relationship, just how my parents handle anything with me you know it's hard and i think that is a problem with a lot of immigrant parents because again it goes back to the whole um society society nurturing the the idea that you have to bottle up your emotions or else you're seen as a weak person Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's not at all the case i feel like anybody that has to bottle up or not necessarily has to sometimes it's just what you're used to you know mm. you have to unlearn it if you're bottling it up you're avoiding the issue if you're avoiding the issue you're just gonna keep running into that issue you're never gonna fix the core of the problem 
And it's also going to create a snowball effect that just, when you crash, you're going to crash a lot yeah. harder than when you would have, than if you would have solved the problem from the get-go. Exactly. So it's just like, I am trying to exert my own maturity and kind of improve my conversation like my confrontational skills with them and my ability to like remain calm in this situation but it's hard like it's genuinely hard because there's nobody on this planet that can make me as angry as my mom <laughs> nobody on this planet that can make me as sad as my mom mood there's nobody on this planet that can make me hate myself more than my mom you know but on the opposite side, there's also nobody that loves me more and nobody that like makes me feel like, happy like my mom does. She's she's one of my best friends. And that's why I, I don't want to be in screaming matches anymore. I want to fix the way that I talk to her so that she can realize that she's able to fix the way she talks to me too. But I don't know if it'll work because, you know, I'm a grandparents, but I don't, I don't want to live angry at her you know i don't want like a tiny thing to happen and then it becomes back to a big thing you know i hate it but of course like you can't fix other people you can only fix your reactions to them which is another big lesson for strength emotion it is it honestly is i can't control her i can't control what she wants and i can't control how she treats me but i can definitely 100 percent control how i respond to it and that's the hardest let me tell you, the most difficult fucking thing I have ever done in my life and am currently doing, oh my god. All I want to do is like, ah, talk back, but like, mm, just keep it together, keep it together, <laughs> sorry. I'm kind of like venting because it's just a lot, yeah. Things about parents sometimes that even if you like bond, like if they being disrespected, it's just like not even like equal treatment, if that makes sense, or it's like... No. You're being, that makes sense to them. Yeah, it, like, it, it makes sense to them, but if you're like, okay, well, you can't do that, or, you know, I, I ask, okay, we're going a little bit <clears throat> emotional here, but we, you know, it's like you ask, okay, can you please not do something, you know, especially now you're a grown adult, and they decide, hmm, I don't want to do it because I'm the adult, I'm the parent here, so I do what you say. And then you ask them, and you get, like, upset, or even, like, a little bit emotional, or, like, you react with maybe, like, this bit of anger even if you don't say anything over the top or out of the way or whatever but it's like they still take offense to it they're allowed to get mad you're not but like yeah. that's the question that's the biggest question if role reverse if role were reverse and i was the same thing like you know so you at you ask me not to do something but i still go and do it and i do it and i make a mockery out of it you know what i mean you'd get pissed but am i supposed to go and be like Oh my god, you hurt my feelings. And I get that. I totally get that. Because, like, it's hard. Emotions are hard, especially for parents, especially immigrant parents. Yeah, honestly, it's about being the bigger person. Like, not always I can't easy. I believe I'm saying this, but I feel like the only way to get through to some people is to be the bigger person. It's so cliche. Sometimes it's hard to do that. With, um, hard to do that. I swear. I'm. You know, do you ever look? you try to be the bigger person the time you, but you ever have those moments where you try to be the bigger person and it backfires on you well you know it's not always gonna work my my thing is that like if you stick to it regularly like 
something's gotta give, you know? I can only and be the bigger person in certain situations, so <laughs> my ignorance takes over. I'm just like, okay, let's do this. That's really hard. Um, Bring I, out the I boxing gloves. Say that it's, it's hard to stay aware, but it's important to be aware, like mm. self aware. Realize you are also fueling the fire, you know? Like, I always kind of talk to myself and I'm like, don't, don't. <laughs> like, I'm like, I know you want to, but don't, because you can't. If you do, you're just giving like more fuel to the fire anytime you know like, being the bigger person is probably the most difficult strength thing i have ever had to do anyways uh at some point in time there we kind of flew off topic well, we, we stay relevant in strength because we do talk yeah. about like being trying to be the bigger person and that does show strength, strength. yeah and it's it it is, it is good to it is good to practice that because, although it might feel good in the moment to just slash out and again burn everything, in the long run it's not good for any one of you. And uh, I think we've actually run out of time. Mm -hmm. Not like we really care. <laughs> I know you love to listen to our wonderful voices, but I will tell you shit and our wonderful no matter how frustrated we are <laughs> yeah with life at least yeah but um thanks for listening guys uh i know that sometimes like the topics may seem like they're kind of chopped up and they go all over the place but we're really genuinely just speaking from the heart you know so we're hoping you enjoyed this episode of podcast by default thanks for listening to us talk about strength oh before before we leave, um, I do oh. want to highly mention another book of Mark Manson. Um, I uh, recommend this book to Angela, but she's not able to buy it because of quarantine. Um, mm -hmm. It's uh, I forgot the name, but I have it right here. I've been reading it. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm -hmm. So highly recommend that. Really helps. Really, uh, really helps you think about a lot of stuff and it'll help you become a better person alright and um, if that's everything I'm Angela I'm Kim and I'm Chris and this has been Podcast by Default uh, stay safe <laughs> bye bye bye, -bye. bye.